move forward in their healing and move forward in better choices or good choices or you know informed right. choices as you mentioned so you know that's it's important because one of the things you're not going to see concepts of truth doing is is you're not going to see us in photos of of you know they're related to hate speech you're not going to see us out right. um with severe protests and and things like that our our job is really to to meet people where their point of need is in that moment and it's going to be healing for us Back on another edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. There's a ministry based out of Wynn, Arkansas. Wynn, Arkansas, the 2017 census was taken, and there's 7,962 people. It's actually declined a little bit since the previous census taken. Even at that, some wonderful things happening with Concepts of Truth International. My dear friend Millie Lace called me Friday afternoon. I was driving home, trying to get through the rush hour traffic, get ready for the weekend. I this call from Millie. Always love hearing from Millie Lace, the founder and director. She and her husband, Dale, started the ministry back, I think, 2001, I believe, 2001, 2002. Roughly. Yeah, roughly. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she calls me, she says, Byron, you've got to meet my new director for the Wynn office. He's here with us now. He actually drove. I'm so thankful Todd Mayo is with us. Todd, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. You're just getting your feet barely wet as the new director for the Wynn office. Is that right? Back Mm. in October? Yes, that's correct. Right about the middle of October. Originally from Memphis, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Were you actually born here in Memphis? I was. I'm a native uh, Memphian and spent all my life in Memphis until moving to Arkansas about 10 years ago. And where did you go to high school? I went to Overton High School. What year did you graduate? Uh, 90. I'm an old man here. Get a little background about your family and what family life was like for you growing up. Sure. Well, uh, you know, for me, I grew up. I grew up in a, what one might consider a typical home. Um, I do come from a broken family. It was later that my parents divorced, but um, I grew up with a strong, positive Christian influence in my own in my own home. My mother was diligent about that, and my God was gracious in giving me beautiful grandparents that just helped guide me along the way in that too. I was part of a church here locally, always been since pretty much I was born. So I grew up in your typical church environment. So. And some folks, Todd, don't understand that or maybe haven't. You probably have somebody listening right now that they didn't grow up in a church. You know? right. Maybe their parents didn't even have a faith in God at all. What was that like for you growing up? Well, it's 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 pretty unique. As you know, when you run into folks that haven't grown up in that environment, you know, there's a lot. Sometimes they're very curious and sometimes they're very resistant and, um, and encountered both. And, of course, you know, from there, I went on into ministry myself and encountered both of those facets of people throughout various ministries I was part of. So, yeah, yeah. You left Memphis after high school days, after college? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, I served in a couple of churches here in Memphis for the first half of my 20-year ministry. And um, after that, I moved to Arkansas in 08, and I've served in two churches there. I served at uh, a church in Mariana, where I pastored a church, First Baptist Church, Mariana. And from there, I went on to Wynn, where I went on staff there as pastor of children and families. And uh, that's where I spent the last, well, that's where I live now. Yeah. But that's where I spent the last four and a half years of my ministry. Still attend there, too. Yeah. I love the town of Wynn. I've always enjoyed being close to that Village Creek State Park, oh, which is great. just a short drive here from Memphis. It's a great getaway for the weekend, and I've actually camped out there before. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful state park. In fact, it's one of the places where we host our 5K run every year. Yeah. Um, we do a 5K run 
uh, for Concepts of Truth out there, and that's the location, Village Creek State Park. I understand that the numbers of that really took off this past run. You had 100-plus uh, participants mm-hmm. in, that's the, right. in the race. Yeah. yeah, that's right. In fact, we've actually grown to have two races. We do one in New Jersey also. Same weekend, and we just do them in two different locations. As we talk about Concepts of Truth International, which that has actually been added to that because it's grown so much. As I mentioned, something that's so great taking place in a little town like Wynn, I think it's phenomenal as you see something having an impact because Concepts of Truth has actually grown as I mentioned, to be an international organization. It is literally connecting with people around the world through its NGO at the United Nations. Yes, that's I mean, correct. this is crazy, you yeah. know, and we want to talk about some of that. <laughs> sure. What they do, we're a couple of guys, and we're talking about something that really impacts primarily women, but not just women. We don't want to leave the guys out of this. Right. Sometimes people find themselves in a difficult situation. They're faced with a pregnancy. Mm-hmm walking through that and some people have made decisions through that to have an abortion and sometimes those decisions were made many years ago mm-hmm. and people are finding that their life never really gets back to order you know they might experience depression they might start picking up habits whether it be alcoholism or drugs or just really not having inner peace inside thinking about that trying to wonder in their own life about what happened when they made that decision maybe there was a lot of stress and pressure at the time Maybe they didn't have enough information about what was taking place with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And they made a decision to an abortion. And really, that's where Concepts of Truth really can help out after the fact, aftermath of someone making that decision of an abortion to help them put their life back together. That's right. And it's it's really not limited to that. That's I mean, you're exactly right. And that's kind of the genesis of Concepts of Truth anyway when they first started. Anybody that would know Millie and Dale, they would know their story and their own personal walk through an abortion themselves and really that's what god used to help you know really launch them into this kind of ministry um that what you're talking about the help that we provide mostly women but sometimes men do call too is our helpline which is 24 hours seven days a week it's an international helpline we take calls from all over the world and there are people that call that are that are post-abortive um and then there are people that call that are abortion-minded some people call from the parking lot of a clinic um, because they just don't know what to do and so our staff is there all the time to, to, to take those calls, and everyone on those phones have an abortion story of them of their own, and if they're given permission, they'll share that with the person. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of, that kind of reach is pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. You know, oftentimes we talk about the two sides being one being pro-choice and one being pro-life, and really to make an honest choice, you need to know all of the alternatives and what the consequences could possibly be for each choice that you make. I think as you guide people through that process, you're able to help them at least understand, you give them the information. That's exactly right. We are clearly for life, and we we definitely steer people in that direction. Ultimately, people do make their own choices, and we're there before and we're there after. If they come back and have experienced that the choice that they made and the, the aftermath and the effects of that, we're there to help counsel them and, and provide the support that they need. Uh, we definitely steer people to make the right choice, make right. a good choice. Yeah. I want to back up a second. You mentioned about 20 years of being a pastor, being in mm-hmm. the ministry for all these years prior to taking this new position at Concepts of Truth International. As a pastor, when you deal with these issues, when it comes to abortion or it comes to other social issues, obviously as a pastor, I would assume that you're going to give biblical guidance from what you understand from the Bible to teach as we 
have a faith in Christ, as we follow Christ, honor Christ with our lives. Talk about this issue and maybe some of the circumstances that you possibly had counseled young men and women when it comes to this issue of abortion. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, one of one of my particular passions and, and really my heart with working with Concepts of Truth is to kind of kind of elaborate a little bit or uh, expand what we do in the realm of, of pastors and churches. And even in our five-year plan, we have a, a goal of getting into and reaching 100 churches uh, and pastors with, with what we do. And it's interesting that you mentioned the term social issues because that is kind of what comes to people's mind to begin with when you when you use hot topic terminology or, you know, we we tend to use reproductive loss because there's folks that deal with abortions, but there's also folks that deal with miscarriages, um, just just unexpected losses of a child stillborn. And we minister to all of those. Um, You know, all the scenarios are significant, particularly in the one for abortion, though. Uh, there's a lot of confusion. A lot of times, if we're trying to meet with a pastor, they immediately want to they want to draw back, and they immediately think that we're we're perhaps some type of statement group or some type of uh, organization that's trying to make some type of a political statement. But the truth is, one in three women in the pews of a typical church have experienced abortion, and that's not something that's really addressed often by the church for those reasons. It's such a hot topic. And what we want to do, you know, our heart and our passion is to help pastors and really help, you know, provide support to them to meet the needs of the people in their churches, people that they they minister to. I don't know that seminaries always, and seminaries are wonderful, but I don't know that they always fully equip for some of the real-life day-to-day issues of, of, for example, a woman walking into a, a pastor's office, and if, if she's willing to do that, first of all, uh, and saying, look, I've, I had an abortion six years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't know what to do and, with the emotions. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I feel like sometimes I wonder if these young women or older ladies, too, sure. mm-hmm. that if they feel like they have their church is a safe place because it's been so stigmatized, you know, that that's the taboo. You know, you you can't talk about having an abortion, you know. I mean, if you can't go share something so personal with your church, with your pastor, just looking for a, a shoulder to cry on or to get some advice, I mean, you know, <laughs> right. So really, the church should be a safe place, you're saying. Yeah, it really should. It absolutely should be. And every every woman that's sitting in a pew feeling like that way, she's going through guilt. She's going through the trauma. She's going through maybe even you know PTSD situations. Um, and maybe she's never talked to a soul about it. You know, maybe there's not a single person that she's opened up to. Um, it's just her and her own thoughts and, and, and the Lord, if she's leaning on the Lord for that. Um, you know, there's a lot to be there's a lot to be done there in that realm. Yeah. Todd, something else you said a moment ago, and I'm, I'm glad you did. You said reproductive loss, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, about those who have a miscarriage. Because there are some couples that have been trying for a long time. They want to start a family, and they finally get the news they're pregnant. And sometimes, unfortunately and sadly enough, that pregnancy could go all the way to close to term. And then I just had a good friend recently, dear friend recently, after almost nine months and the baby didn't make it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah. just the emotion of that, Carrie, knowing that you lost a child. Oh yeah, just the roller coaster. Yeah, of all the, of that. the emotions, and, and and for guys too, and then have a have a safe place, but also have a place because sometimes maybe you might need a a neutral ground, mm-hmm. like Concepts of Truth International, providing mm-hmm. that kind of neutral place. Yeah, absolutely. And two, you know, I, we've we've talked about the helpline a good bit here. Um, but in reality, we offer professional counseling services for for any number of issues, whether it's marriage relationships, family issues, child raising. I mean, there's there's a, a full gamut of 
of services that we offer, and we we do it right in our office in Win. We have a, a you know licensed counselor that comes in and meets those appointments, and you know it's one of those again one of those things that we want churches to know. Look, if I've got somebody that comes into my office, I, I don't feel equipped as a pastor to, you know, a pastor can feel equipped to give biblical guidance, you know, and that's absolutely wonderful. But maybe they feel like they need something a little beyond that, a little uh, in the realm of professional care, or even just the privacy of it because they're fearful of, of exposing themselves to, you know, the information of their emotions to their pastor. Right. That's what we're there for. It's one of the things that we're there for. What are some ways that you try to reach out or you're hoping to reach out to churches to connect with pastors, to let them know about the services that you provide at Concepts of Truth International, or maybe ways you could help even train pastors as they get situations of counseling? You know, I don't know if that's part of the project or not. It is. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was, I was looking at my notes here. And one of the things that we actually have, we have multiple offices, by the way. The one that matters most here is the one in Wynn, but we also have office in, in Ohio and New Jersey, and we're doing a, a lunch and learn uh, in both two locations, one in Ohio and one in Wynn, Arkansas, and those are both going to be on February 26th. We'll we'll do them simultaneously. You call those lunch and learns? Lunch and learns, yes. And um, pastors, community leaders, uh, folks are, are welcome to come out and basically just be self-informed. Um, you know, we'll provide them a a lunch in that process and you know the goal is for us to communicate more clearly what we do and who we are and how we're there to help really to, to help relieve a burden off of pastors and leaders um, in their churches for these types of ministries. February 26th is the date in the when Arkansas even of course I know we have listeners in that area mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. pastors and, and and those who possibly could go when they, yes. they go to the website to register for they that will. event yes it'll be, do? it'll be on the website um, it's actually I hate to announce it and it not be there but it'll be there soon it's not uh, there just yet for them to be able to register or let us know or get the information but it will be and that's concepts of truth.org where they can go and and find that information. And but beyond that, if if they're not able to attend the lunch and learn, you know, one of the unique um, advantages, I guess, for for concepts of truth of, of me being there now is that I have spent twenty years in ministry. You know, as as a pastor in different facets of ministry, it's not anything at all for us to come in and, and do a presentation at the church, or for that matter, provide pulpit supply. If 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 a pastor is going to be out, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity to just come in and 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 be able to trust somebody to come in and and deliver a word, but also right. give some information. Of course, when we're producing the radio show here for rebroadcast on AM640 and FM100.7, this happens to be in the month of January, That's which right. has been considered the Sanctity of Human Life Month. That's uh, right. Do you want to talk anything about that? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there, there are churches all over that, that highlight that. They do. And I think the actual Sunday is the 20th, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, that, in fact, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. I first met Dale and Millie um probably 2010 maybe nine i'm not sure but i was a pastor and i had them come in and share their story share their testimony and if if i recall i believe it was the sanctity of human life month when, oh when we did that so so it, it, you've been in the ministry long enough and you've had pastors have you talked with this subject with other pastors is it something that they're reluctant to bring into their pulpit from personal experience i think there tends to be a reluctancy and it it may go straight back to the social issue factor that we we discussed just a little bit ago um now talking with my pastor friends that i have because you know i still communicate with them you know i I just share with them and you know tell them listen you know i've been where you are i know what it's like to sit in your office and be afraid to talk to somebody about a particular issue that maybe you don't feel confident in um, and I just I just try to lay out ways that we're able to relieve their burden. And if, truthfully, if, if 
I mean, people want to know if you can relieve the burden from your pastor in any way, do it. Find yeah. a way to relieve his burden because um, they're under a lot of stress. That's for sure. Oh, I can imagine they are in quite a bit of a stress. And anything you could do to help your pastor would right. be good. Uh, <laughs> especially pray for them. Sure. Well, in 2018, I know as we've talked about just the growth of Concepts of Truth International, some of the things. Of course, you've come on board. Other things that have been happening for the ministry, the helpline continues to go. And one of the things too is pretty exciting is this new database for the helpline. This technology, as it increases, you know, and it becomes more available, it benefits ministries and work like what you guys do. Yeah, that's right. It just helps us to have a better a better reign on on who we're ministering to, and you know, just being able to assimilate that data and, and make it useful to us and to them. You yeah. Know, so, and I remember Millie has been back on the show in the past, and we've talked in, in some of the stories, and we don't get real specific, obviously, about names for right. confidentiality and things, but one of the things I thought was pretty neat is heard it share about uh, those on U.S. military bases, you know, in in different countries around the world, uh, Middle Eastern or in Europe or different places where women just needed somebody they could talk to, you know, about their past abortion and some of the things they were dealing with, you know, emotional stress and great depression. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's any number of emotions that she could be going through, not the least of which would just be the, the trauma of allowing that to occur for herself, you know, just in terms of the abortion itself, you know, a self-inflicted or a self-decided type of action, you know. And then, of course, there's the the general reproductive loss, same kind of thing, you know, maybe a little, certainly a little different because it's circumstantial and unexpected. Um, but just the, the, the aloneness that women feel, uh, and particularly when you mentioned military bases, I mean, I would imagine that's amplified when you're you're outside of your homeland and, and you're in another another part of the world. Um, and it's not I mean, it's not just military bases. We take calls from from even different parts of the world, too, yes. which is interesting. I mean, we've, we've taken calls from and I again, not without getting into specifics, you know, I can look through the list sometimes and see locations where calls have come through. And, you know, someone from Lebanon, um, and I've seen different calls from. Middle Eastern parts of the world, um, communist type parts of the world, uh, places where, you know, abortion is required. Um, you know, there's there's child management, you know, measures taken in place by governments. And it's interesting to get calls from there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they really are all over the world. Part of that in that training in which Concepts of Truth International, what I understand, has been able to offer in the past is their abstinence-based curriculum, specially created and actually been entertained by other governments and countries. Yes. That's how you've had these relationships with the U.N. to be yes. able to go and talk to dignitaries from all over the world mm-hmm. who are interested in this type of program. Yes, and it's, it's a, that's a huge part of what we do right now. We're so excited about that. Um, right now, we are in local schools anyway uh, in our area. Our curriculum is used in health classes. Uh, we partner with coaches um, and we bring in we bring in our instructors to, to teach the curriculum over several weeks time. Um, students go through there and, and come out having, um, you know, having learned a, a great deal about just reproduction, but also just, you know, pretty much the, I, I mean, you know, you use the term nitty gritty, but I mean, it's the nitty gritty of it as well as just the, the ramifications of poor choices and all of that. And we've just, God's given us that opportunity to be in schools approved by school boards with our curriculum to do so and so we're we're wanting to educate that same curriculum has been translated now into mandarin chinese 
um, and it's being distributed in you know in China and being used to help train and teach others um, like we're doing here in America, and that's exciting. I mean that's that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. And I had the privilege in the infancy of this curriculum to go to Win Arkansas. That's right. Been several years ago, I think we we talked about this and did a actually a live radio show. This radio show was done live from the high school in Win oh, wow. yeah. from the health class where some of the staff from Concepts of Truth were actually teaching the curriculum. I had a chance to interact with some of the students and talk, and and we actually carried the show for our listeners to be able to describe what you guys were up to. Oh, yeah, that's there. great. And so, but th- that's something that you're doing not only in the Wynn community, in the Wynn school districts, but as we mentioned, places around the world. Yes, and we do want to keep expanding that. In fact, we're actually piloting a – we're actually piloting the curriculum to a younger age group target – um, with the the local junior high, um, that's something that we're exploring now, and actually about to to start here in 2019. So, um, you know, the the truth of that is that that kids know more at earlier ages, and you know, when you start thinking middle school and junior high, it seems so young, yeah, but it's it's really not too young. In your discoveries, what are you finding at age where kids really need to be exposed to this information? I have five children of my own. My oldest. My let's see. My middle child is eleven. I would not bat an eye one. In fact, I'm probably going to use the curriculum with her um, specifically. Yeah, really, all all three of my older ones. But you know, even at age eleven, I don't think that she's too young. You know, because you know, like many kids, I mean, she's she's on YouTube and she's on different social media sites with restriction. But even with restriction, they're still. There's still new awareness that you know I certainly didn't have growing up. Right. You yeah. know, friends and and neighbors have more information to provide to their buddies than we had when we were growing up. We had three sons, and I can remember even at the some early ages. I mean, you, you don't get real specific into details, mm-hmm. but there's material. There was a really good book. I'm trying to remember the name of it now that we were able to talk about some of the differences of men and women and the relationship, but it was done in a way that their minds could wrap around mm-hmm. and still be on a level where they are. Right. But, of course, since my kids were little, times have changed, too, you oh, know? Yeah. And with the social media, as you mentioned, they're onslaught, all kinds of material, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, just from all directions, television, media, movies, and everything. Sure. And so as a parent, it's better for you to be the educator you yeah. know, on, on the front end, even if it feels too early. You still have the—I mean, who doesn't want to be the first voice in their child's life uh, on any topic? As a parent, I, I mean, to me, that's healthy. And so that's that's what I want to be. And, you know, of course, parents parents like that we can come in and help them do that with the schools, though. You know, Todd, we can divide a room really quick when we start talking about the issue of life, mm. you know, because sometimes there's those that say we're trying to take away the rights of a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really cause a lot of friction, tension, and quite hatred toward one another, you know? Sure. It's a big difference of opinion, obviously. Is this a viable life at conception mm-hmm. that God created, or is it not? Well, and as I mentioned, concepts of truth, we certainly fall on the side of life, and our life as we defined it is conception. In terms of societal arguments and in terms of people being at odds and dividing a room and all of that, you know, we have decided very uh, definitively that our role as Concepts of Truth International is to help heal and help, you know, help people move forward in their healing and move forward in better choices or good choices or, you know, informed right. choices, as you mentioned. So, you know, that's 
it's important because one of the things you're not going to see Concepts of Truth doing is is you're not going to see us in photos of, of you know, they're related to hate speech. You're not going to see us out um, with severe protests and, and things like that. Our, our job is really to, to meet people where their point of need is in that moment, and it's going to be healing for us. It's an arm and a heart of compassion at the time of need mm-hmm. because it's obvious there's people who are hurting. That's why your doors are open. That's why you're expanding the way you are because there's enough people out there that are hurting that need the support. They need to know somebody cares. That's right. And that's what Concepts of Truth International is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, Todd, it's really exciting that you are now the director of the win. I mean, how do you feel about this? You sensed a call of God on your life to be a mm-hmm. pastor, and now you stepped into this incredible international ministry work. I'm excited. And, you know, it's it's interesting to look back over, in my case, even a lifetime of seemingly random events to see that at this point in life right now, how God has orchestrated so many things and so many variables, maybe some undesirable even, uh, to bring me to a place to realize that I am suited right for this role and placed right where he wants me to grow. We want to welcome you to the new position. Glad you. you're here. Thanks for stopping by. You yeah. drove the, the trip across the big, mighty Mississippi River from <laughs> Arkansas to be here with us today. A pleasure to meet you. Thank you for what you're doing to offer your giftings to help support the ongoing work of Concepts of Truth International. Millie has got a great team. I'm excited for you to be aboard. Uh, if friends want more information, we've been talking about if someone has a reproductive loss that mm-hmm. they are hurting from, whether it be last week that they discovered or 20 years ago, mm-hmm. what can you do to help them? They can call our line. It's it's 866-482-LIFE. Slow that down. 866 Four eight two life L I F E or five four three three. That is a twenty four hour seven day a week helpline, and um, someone is there to listen, and someone is there who's uh, been there. So yeah. that's huge. Eight six six four eight two life. Yes. Four eight two five four three three eight six six four eight two five four three three. Friend, if you are male, female, but you've had some hurt because of a past abortion or some kind of reproductive loss, as we've talked about, call that number. There's a friend that's on that line, and they will, they'll talk to you. They'll listen to you. They'll, right. they'll help you. So thanks so much. Well, this can't be the end. We're going to have to get back together and talk more about the, yeah. the exploits of Todd Mayo <laughs> as the director at the Concepts of Truth International office in Wynn, Arkansas. That's thanks right. for yeah. joining us. Thank you, Byron. I appreciate it. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Uh, Before we say goodbye, what's that web address one more time? Uh, This can be conceptsoftruth.org. Conceptsoftruth.org. Okay, now, we'll say goodbye. We'll have Todd back in the future. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.